Hare Krishna, welcome to this episode of Bhagavad Gita. Today we will be discussing the first verse of the sixth chapter. We have completed five chapters so far. This is the sixth chapter, first verse. And the topic is what is sannyas? What really is sannyas? Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Ajnanati Mirandhasya Gyananjana Shalakaya Chakshurun Militam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Shri Chaitanya Mano Bhishtam Sthapitam Yena Bhutale Svayam Rupaha Kadamahyam Dadati Svapadantikam Vandeham Shri Guru Shri Yutapadakamalam Shri Gurun Vaishnavamscha Shri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahagana Raghunathan Vitam Tam Sajivam Sadvaitam Savadhutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Shri Vishakhan Vitamscha He Krishna Karuna Sindho Dinabandho Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namostute Tapta Kanchana Gaurangi Radhe Vrindavaneshwari Vrishabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Hare Priye Vanchakalpatarubhyascha Kripa Sindhubhya Evacha Patitanam Pavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namo Namaha <coughs> Namo Om Vishnu Padaya Krishna Preshthaya Bhutale <coughs> Shrimate Bhakti Vedanta Swaminiti Namine Namaste Saraswati Deve Gauravani Pracharine Nirvishesha Sunyavadi Paschatya Deshatarine Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhara Shri Vasadi Gaurabhakta Vrinda <coughs> Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare so welcome to this episode of Bhagavad Gita. We're starting the sixth chapter. It's actually about Dhyana Yoga, which is about meditation. But even in the first verse itself, uh, Krishna explains that although he is explaining Dhyana Yoga in this chapter, that working for him is the most important and that is real sannyas. So we will actually study the verse. So we'll please chant after me word by word here and then we will do line by line here. Shri Bhagavan Uvacha Anashritaha Karma Phalam Karyam Karma Karoti Yaha Saha Sanyasi cha yogi cha na nih agni na cha akriyaha. Now, line by line, please repeat after me. Shri Bhagavanu Vacha Anashritaha Karma Phalam. Karyam karma karoti yaha Sasanyasi cha yogi cha 
निरग्निर्नचाक्रिय श्रीभगवाच अनाश्रित कर्म फल कार्य कर्म कौती यन्यासी चोगी चीरग्निर्नचाक्रिय श्री भगवाच द लॉर्ड सैड अनाश्रिता विदाउट टेकिंग शेल्टर कर्म फलम ऑफ द रिजल्ट ऑफ वर्क कार्यम ऑब्लिगेटरी कर्म वर्क करोति परफॉर्म्स यह वन हु सह ही सन्यासी इन द रनाउंसड ऑर्डर छ ऑल्सो योगी मिस्टिक छ ऑल्सो न नॉट निह विदाउट अग्नि फायर न नॉर च ऑल्सो अक्रिय विदाउट ड्यूटी ट्रांसलेशन एंड परपोर्ट बाइज दिवान ग्रेस ए सी भक्ति विदान द स्वामी शिल प्रभुपाद की जाए ट्रांसलेशन द सुप्रीम पर्सनैलिटी ऑफ गॉड हिज सेड वन हु इज अनअटैच टू द फ्रूट्स ऑफ हिज वर्क and who works as he is obligated is in the renounced order of life and he is the true mystic nor not he who lights no fire and performs no duty in the original one he says performs no work <clears throat> and they say there it is said the blessed lord said that is i think from the i don't know how far it is from shri prabhupad Because Lord, no need to be blessed. <clears throat> so the supreme personality, Bhagavan, means one who is the master of the six opulences, and Bhagyavan is one who is blessed by those six opulences, and who is fortunate. Fortunate is the person who is blessed by fortune. But the Lord blesses the fortune, and. भगवान ही इज द ओनर ऑफ ऑल फॉर्चून ऑल गॉडसेस ऑफ फॉर्चून लक्ष्मी सहस्रशतम भ्रम से व्यमानम मिलियंस एंड ट्रिलियंस ऑफ लक्ष्मीज आर सर्विंग हिम विद ग्रेट ऑन वेनरेशन एंड सच अ पर्सन डजेंट हैव टू बी ब्लेस्ड बाय एनी बडी सो इफ यू सी द ओरिजिनल वर्जन ऑफ दिस सेड्स द ब्लेसड लॉर्ड सेड देर फॉर इट वॉज चेंज टू द सुप्रीम पर्सनैलिटी ऑफ गॉड हेड but here performs no duty whereas an originalist performs no work actually akriya means one who does not do any work mm-hmm. so purport now this may be a little bit confusing if you are not used to reading shri prabhupada's books or if you are new to reading shri prabhupada's books um this verse one who is unattached to the fruits of his work and who works as he is obligated is in the renounced order of life and he is the true mystic not he who lights no fire and performs no duty so we'll try to explain that first we will read the purport in this chapter the lord explains that the process of eightfold yoga system is a means to control the mind and the senses however this is very difficult for people in general to perform especially in the age of kali 
Although the Eightfold Yoga system is recommended in this chapter, the Lord emphasizes that the process of Karma Yoga or acting in Krishna Consciousness is better. Everyone acts in this world to maintain his family and their paraphernalia, but, not, but no one is working without some self-interest, some personal gratification, be it concentrated or extended. So what is concentrated personal gratification and extended personal gratification? So concentrated means my um, sense gratification. And extended sense gratification means still in the platform of mine, but uh, my family. Oh, I sacrifice my time. Um, I work hard for my family. So that is, that sounds like a sacrifice, but actually it's extended sense gratification. Because we have just extended, because the family is related to my body, uh, that's why I work hard for my family. So in this way, we may extend to even a greater domain, maybe my community or my race or my color. Like a few months ago, there was this Black Lives Matter movement. So for all blacks, black skinned people. But these are all just extensions of the body only, bodily identification or my country. Uh, that is also bodily identification. Because my body has been has taken birth in a particular country, um, like a soldier, for example, he is greatly revered. Oh, they, they sacrifice their lives for, for their countries. But they sacrifice their lives for only their countries, and, but they kill the people of the other country. Of course, sometimes that's necessary. Um, that violence is also necessary. There are certain um, situations where such thing is necessary. Art, um, the exact word in Sanskrit is um, what is that? Aggressor. If you see in the first chapter, I forgot the first word. Atatai, that is the word. Atatai means aggressor. Hatvaitan atatainaha tasmanarha vayam hantum dhartarashtran sabandhavan svajanam hikatham hatva sukhinasya mamadhava. Atatainaha, aggressors. So according to Manu Samhitam, it is said, according to Vedic injunctions, there are six kinds of aggressors. One, a poison giver. Two, one who sets fire to the house. Three, one who attacks with deadly weapons. Four, one who plunders riches. Five, one who occupies another's land. And six, one who kidnaps a wife. So when these six kind of aggressors, aggressors are there, See, it is said, such aggressors are at once to be killed and no sin is incurred in such killing in by killing such aggressors. <coughs> so, under certain circumstances, such fighting may be necessary. But, it should be on the platform of dharma. Uh, so, anyway, that's another topic altogether. But, um, this extended gratification, the so-called sacrifice for the country, for one's, one's land of birth, or for one's nationality. That is again another, it sounds like a sacrifice. Sacrificing our personal concentrated gratification for extended gratification, so that my countrymen can be happy. Why not all living entities? Our Vedic um, mission is that, Sarvejana Sukhino Bhavantu. Uh, all living entities must be happy. Sarve jana. Jana means, jana means everybody, not just humans. 
इनफैक्ट प्रजा इन संस्कृत वर्ड प्रजा एनी इंडियन लैंग्वेज प्रजा मीन्स अ पर्सन जा स्टैंड फॉर जन्म सो वन हुज टेकन बर्थ प्रजा मीन्स वन हुज टेकन बर्थ इन दट्स लैंड एंड दैट इंक्लूड्स इवन द एनिमल्स दट टुक बर्थ इन दट लैंड द प्लांट्स दट टेक बर्थ इन दट लैंड एवरीबडी सो अकॉर्डिंग टू वैदिक व्यू पॉइंट एवरी वन इज टेकन इन टू कंसिडरेशन लाइक कृष्ण सेव इन द फोर्टीन चैप्टर फोर्थ वर्स सर्व योनिषु कौंतेया संभवंति मूर्तेजा तासाम ब्रह्म महद्योनिर अहम बीज प्रद पिता कृष्ण सेज कृष्ण डज नॉट से दर आई एम द फादर ऑफ और आई एम द गॉड फॉर इंडियंस और आई एम द गॉड फॉर हिंदूज हिंदुत्व नो ही डि नॉट प्रमोट हिंदुत्व ही सेट सर्व योनिषु कौंतेया मूर्त संभवतीसाँ ब्रह्म महद्योनिर अहम बीज प्रद पिता इट शुड बी अंडरस्टू दर ऑल स्पीशीज ऑफ लाइफ योनि मीन्स वूम्ब और सोर्स ऑफ बर्थ सो डिफरेंट काइंड ऑफ सोर्सेस ऑफ बर्थ आर दैर अंडज स्वेदज पादपज जरायुज चतुर्विधम पुरम आत्मा शखेन सो देर आर फोर टाइप्स यू सी सम आर बॉर्न बाय वे ऑफ एन एम्ब्रायो जरायुज बाय वे ऑफ एग्स परस्पिशन अंड सॉरी एग्स इज अंडज परस्पिशन स्वेदज एंड लाइक द ट्रीज उद्भिज या सॉरी उद्भिज मीन्स बाय सीड्स सो सीड एग एम्ब्रायो एंड परस्पिशन सो there are four types of so all these yonisha all these sources of birth means all species of life come from this in fact if you see in the higher species of life like for example uh, narad muni was the manasika putra of brahma he came from the mind of brahma so in the lower forms these four are uh, there but actually in higher forms of life in the um, you know in higher sections of society in the higher planets other forms are also possible other forms of birth for example even kripa and kripi kripacharya and his sister were born um when the semen was put in a pot of ghee and they were born from the pot it's something like test tube baby but in their in another way um <clears throat> so uh there are you know by great yogis mystics they can do in different forms you know uh, the birth in different way and um, for example even karna in mahabharat he he was born from the ear of um, kunti devi not from her um, genitals because her um, uh, virginity was kept intact that way so these are these kind of extraordinary things are done by great mystics and krishna krishna you see angani yasya sakalendriya vritti manti he can do action of one sense by another sense now in the higher realms of life in the demigods and even higher 
higher than swargaloka <coughs> siddhaloka brahmaloka they can do far uh, far more extraordinary things than we can imagine even not even need to go to that high of a level even ghosts ghosts are just higher than the human beings in their capabilities um, although they are sinful but they are slightly higher than the humans and even the ghosts can do things which normal humans cannot do so um for for normal humans such things would be impossible but ghosts can do that and ghosts are just very low level beings compared to the gandharvas the charanas the siddhas the asuras the devas and then even higher the sons of brahma like the prajapatis and of course uh, finally lord brahma himself and lord shiva i mean we can't imagine so krishna of course angani yasa sakalendriya vrittimanti but in a limited way the yogis also can do certain wonderful things hmm. so anyway that's a bit of a digression but i mean we, we need to understand that krishna he says sarvayonishu kaunteya aham bija pradhapita i am the father of all species of life hmm. so he is talking on universal terms not only on this planet he is talking of all the material and spiritual worlds and of course uh yoni the source of birth is also in, only in the material world because in the spiritual world there is no birth nobody takes birth nobody dies there um but in this material world everybody takes birth and dies i mean the soul does not but accepts different bodies so of all kinds of bodies all species he is the father so anything else than this conception of ishavasam idam sarvam yat kinch jagatyam jagat anything other than this conception of complete ownership of the lord this universal oneness uh, under the protection of the lord is a distortion of uh, distorted perception of things so however much we may people of this world may give weightage to such sacrifices oh he has sacrificed his life for his like for example i think the black lives matter movement started when a particular um you know man was um, you know he kind of i mean he was tortured and you know he was um, killed by a policeman and they considered his life as a sacrifice for the black community um so i mean people may glorify such things or somebody dying for his country of course that is very emotional in fact for many people that is very emotional um especially patriot patriotists in fact recently one of the classes one gentleman was asking me about um something about patriotism and i told him that according to shastra patriotism is considered animalistic uh, consciousness um bhaumaijyadi this is confirmed in the 10th canto 84th chapter 13th verse of shrimad bhagavatam that patriotism bhaumaijyadi means one who worships the land of his birth is as good as an ass i mean how much value how much emotion people have for their countries and for the soldiers who give the life for their country but such patriotic feelings are considered you see one who thinks the land of his birth is worshipable see such a person is no better than a cow or an ass saiva gokharah 
Khara means as, go means cow. So he is as good as an animal if he is patriotic. So we have to be, uh, if because the problem is, if I am patriotic towards my own country, I will be against another country. So there, when I have affection for something intensely, I will have hatred for the other intensely also. It's actually two sides of the same coin. Right? So, um, that's why it is, it is um, not promoted in the Vedic culture at all. Our thing is to give up this Ichha Dvesha Samuthena Dvandva Mohena Bharata. See, in the seventh chapter, Krishna says, Ichha and Dvesha, these two things are going on. See, Ichadvesha samuthena dvandvamohena bharata sarva bhutani sammoham sargeyanti parantapa. O scion of Bharata, O conqueror of the foe, all living entities are born into delusion, bewildered by dualities arising from desire and hate. <coughs> you see? Ichha and dvesha. So, if, I'm too, if I have too much Ichha for my own country, I will have dvesha for another country. Uh, so, we have to be united. The principle of, or the platform of unity is only achievable if we accept Krishna as the, uh, as we have seen in the last chapter, the last verse, <coughs> the previous session of Bhagavad Gita, 5.29. The peace formula is only achieved if we accept Krishna as the owner and friend of everybody and he is the master of all sacrifices. So, if we do any sacrifice, we have to do for his satisfaction. Otherwise, we are just, um, you know, karma bandhana. We are in this karma bandha cycle. Even if we do for our country, even if we do for our, whatever it is. People in this world may say, oh, he has attained heaven. They may feel good saying that. But according to Shastra, it's not validated. So, <clears throat> we should not be emotionally carried away. We should know what is right, what is wrong. And... For this reason, Srila Prabhupada wrote to Mahatma Gandhi about a month before he died. And he wrote to him a long letter saying that um, you have always moved, gone here and there with the Gita in your hands. And everybody knows that you are a great, um, you have great faith in the Gita, the Bhagavad Gita. So, why don't you now preach this message of Gita instead of fighting for the country you have <coughs> spent the majority of your life fighting for the independence of India and now the independence is achieved now why don't you retire from politics and take up the preaching of Bhagavad Gita seriously otherwise one day your own countryman may kill you he even said that and that exactly happened one month later so you see, um, I mean, of course, everybody may die in some way or the other. But the thing is, uh, being engrossed in politics is nothing but an extended sense gratification. See? So, concentrated or extended, that is the meaning. Mm -hmm. Everyone acts in this world to maintain his family and their paraphernalia, but no one is working without some self-interest, some personal gratification, be it concentrated or extended. The criterion of perfection is to act in Krishna consciousness 
and not with a view to enjoying the fruits of work. You see, this is called Karma Yoga. Karma Yoga does not mean that I just do my duty, I don't worry about the result, but when the result comes, I enjoy it. That's not Karma Yoga. And people even equate it to Dharma. Dharma, they think that, oh, providing for my family is Dharma. Fighting for my country is Dharma. Well, they say Dharma means duty. In fact, recently I did a video on on um, this uh, Gaur Gopal Das. And in that, I have said that Dharma is religion. Because there he says that Bhagavad Gita is not a religious book. And I said that Dharma means religion. And many people, even today also I received a comment on that video saying... Oh, dharma is not religion. This is wrong understanding. Dharma means duty. Dharma means to do what is right. Dharma means... There are so many different kind of explanations for the word dharma. But that exactly is what religion is. To do what is right. What is right? Tasma chastram pramanante. Karya akarya vevasthitao. In the 16th chapter... You see, what is right and what is wrong... One should therefore understand what is duty and what is not duty by the regulations of the scriptures. So what is duty? Because they were saying, oh, dharma means duty, it is not religion. What is duty and what is not duty is to be understood from the scriptures. And scriptures are the words given by God. Veda, Narayana, Sakshat. So, and following the word of God... And following his instruction, that precisely is religion. In fact, religion word the religion the word religion comes from it its Latin origin, which is religare. I think that's how it's pronounced, which means to rebind, rebind. Now we have that's exactly what yoga is. Yoga means to connect back with God. Vyoga. Now we are in the state of vyoga, disconnection from God, and yoga means to connect back with God. So that rebind, that is exactly what religion is. So dharma or what to do and what not to do and what is duty and what is not duty. Shastra, Jnatva, Shastra, Vidhanoktam. We have to learn from the Shastra. You see? So, knowing such rules and regulations, one should act so that he may gradually be elevated. So dharma is religion. Dharmam tu sakshat bhagavat pranitam. Because sometimes people say, Oh, um, a cricketer's dharma is to fight for his country or play for his country. Dharma is not something you can manufacture at home or manufacture in a, in a, in a what is that, cricket control board or something like that. No, it is not like that. We cannot, dharma is not a whimsical thing. Just like anything is not whimsical. I cannot come up with some engineering principles on my own. They have everything has to have a standard process. Hmm. And even for example, a doctor, he just can't do anything and everything. There is process for doing every single thing. So, um, so even in the in the matter of spiritual life, there is process. There is process. <clears throat> One cannot just do anything and everything and call it dharma. It's not a flexible word. It's not a flexible one. Nothing is flexible here. Everything is very rigid. And it has to be rigid. When, it, when we make it flexible, 
then see the consequence will be different so attachment and duty these two things are always confused they take attachment to be duty you know they're attached to their dog so they say uh, taking care of my dog is um, my duty they're attached to my, their family they say um, um, taking care of the family or providing for the family is my duty they, they think that is duty of course there is some duty there but what is the duty the duty is that the dependence must be liberated hmm. that means if one is ahead of the family his duty to the family is to provide for them is one thing even if he dies because many times the breadwinner of the family dies but the family still goes on the providing for the family will go on either way but of course as long as he's there he should provide that is also part of the duty material duty but the more important duty is that he has to elevate them spiritually otherwise he should not accept even that position that is also confirmed in bhagavatam fifth canto fifth chapter 18th verse so pitana sasya jananina sasya namo chayadya samupetam rityum so these things are there so we should know what is duty and what is not duty we just can't make something up and say that is my duty now so the what is the criterion of perfection the criterion of perfection is to act in krishna consciousness and not with a view to enjoying the fruits of work they say karma um, don't worry about the fruit of the work just do it and whatever fruit comes you enjoy it no that is not karma yoga first of all we have to offer the fruit to krishna hmm. that is the first thing we have to do so in krishna consciousness not with a view to enjoying to act in krishna consciousness is the duty of every living entity because all are constitutionally parts and parcels of the supreme this is the definition of sanatan dharma to act in krishna consciousness is the duty of every living entity because all are constitutionally parts and parcels of the supreme so even if they say dharma means duty yes it's true there is also another word but duty towards who and what they think duty towards whom they belong they mean their family their country but they belong not to their country not to their family not to their species not to their race not to their color they belong to krishna the soul belongs to krishna and to work our duty is to satisfy him hmm. and that precisely what religion is all about to act in krishna consciousness is the duty of every living entity because all are constitutionally parts and parcels of the supreme the parts of the body work for the satisfaction of the whole body the limbs of the body do not act for self satisfaction but for the satisfaction of the complete whole similarly the living entity who acts for satisfaction of the supreme whole and not for personal satisfaction is the perfect sanyasi the perfect yogi same the sanyasi sometimes artificially think that they have become liberated from all material duties and therefore they cease to perform agnihotra yagnas fire sacrifices but actually they are self interested because their goal is to become one with the impersonal brahman such a desire is greater than any material desire but it is not without self interest so 
similarly the mystic yogi who practices the yoga system with half open eyes seizing all material activities desires some satisfaction for his personal self but a person acting in krishna consciousness works for the satisfaction of the whole without self interest a krishna conscious person has no desire for self satisfaction his criterion of success is the satisfaction of krishna and thus he is the perfect sanyasi or perfect yogi Lord Chaitanya the highest perfectional symbol of renunciation prays in this way Nathanam na janam na sundarim kavitam va jagadish kamaye mama janmani janmani ishvare bhavatad bhakti rahaitu kitvai O almighty lord i have no desire to accumulate wealth nor to enjoy beautiful women nor do i want any number of followers what i want only is the causeless mercy of your devotional service in my life birth after birth this is just the satisfaction of krishna there's no personal satisfaction <clears throat> so ram paul bajaj he's saying hare krishna ji dear prabhu ji yes not enjoy just offer to our dear lord krishna ji yes and offer to krishna means the fruits of labor offered to krishna means we can only offer to him what he wants like if i if i invite you to my home um i have to ask you what do you want to have so when you say something oh, my favorite is this and then if i cook that for you and give that is the best service but suppose i am a vegetarian and you invite me to your house and offer me some meat that is a insult right so we can only um offer to krishna what he asks us to offer patram pushpam phalam toyam yo me bhaktya prayachhati tadaham bhaktyupahritam asname prayatatmanah we have to give him food in the vegetarian category and also including milk uh, milk products and everything <coughs> so this vegan is another wrong idea see there is classification of food in the western classification is vegan vegetarian and you know non vegetarian and all that um and they even have keto so many so many kind of diet so many kinds of classifications of food but ours is sattvic rajasic tamasic and which is transcendental to all these three is prasadam krishna prasadam uh so in that there is not exactly vegetarian or non vegetarian like milk is not it classifies is classified as vegetarian but it is not from any vegetable it's from a cow Uh, but even that is satvik <coughs> see of course the cow has to be treated nicely uh, but even then uh, somehow or other if the milk can be offered to krishna even that cow was tortured or whatever it is of course it is not good but kaliyuga you see and those cows which are being tortured they were actually cow killers before and that's why they are being tortured now and killed in the slaughterhouse so they are reaping their sinful reactions but if somehow or other the milk of the cow can go to krishna then the cow or the cows who have contributed that milk will also be benefited so in every way prasadam is the most purifying food and we have to offer to krishna what he wants same so in that way that is food then what about work work also we have to offer him the results right so what if i gamble and then i offer to krishna the money that i earn that is not proper 
Uh, we should not participate directly in sinful react, uh, sinful activities. Hmm. So even such work, such work has to be offered to Krishna, but the work also has to be, you know, honest by honest means. This gambling is considered one of the sinful activities. And if I am a butcher and if I offer the money to Krishna, of course, you know, I can still offer the money to Krishna. But the thing is, I am committing sinful activity and Krishna is not pleased with that. And eventually, I will not be able to serve. In fact, once um, a gynecologist um, donated some money to Sri Prabhupada and the disciples told him when he went away that he is a gynecologist. And Prabhupada said, oh, oh really? He quickly put the money in the donation box. So that means he did not want to even touch the money of the gynecologist. Why? Because gynecologists, they commit a lot of abortions, especially in the Western countries. Nowadays everywhere. So, very sinful. The money is earned by very sinful means. So, uh, we should offer, we should have an honest occupation and not, of course, we can't be completely disconnected from sinful activities. There is always some fault or other in an occupation. Like even, as I said many times, even if I am just a software engineer, I am just a coder maybe, you know, write code, writing code. Now, if I work for a bank and I am writing code, now that sounds like a harmless occupation. But just imagine the implications. Now, the bank is holding accounts for a lot of people. And many um, slaughterhouses or meat um, enterprises may hold their account in the bank also. And the bank is servicing them and I am servicing the bank. So I am indirectly, you know, servicing the meat industry and, the, you know, many sinful people park their money in the bank. And all these things I am indirectly supporting, right, by facilitating the bank. So in honestly, especially in this Kali Yuga, it's very hard to be completely disconnected. But at least directly we should not be engaged in the sinful activity. For example, if I drive, if I'm a, you know, <coughs> a, a, um, what is that, uh, door delivery, like of Pizza Hut or, um, you know, this Uber Eats or McDonald's, if I work there in the, so I'm directly selling meat. Now these should be avoided by devotees or anybody who is trying to advance in spiritual life. Huh. Satovritte. Satovritte means we have to choose an occupation which is not directly related with um, sinful activities. Or if I am a chef, oh my, I am a chef Prabhu, I work in this restaurant, I have to you know, cook meat. That's not, I mean, if a chef, you get out from that occupation, find some other occupation. But don't do that in the same, um, in that, you know, don't, don't do that work and then offer the thing to Krishna. Now, Dhiradas has quoted this reference which I am getting to 1848 every endeavor is covered by some sort of fault just as fire is covered by smoke therefore one should not give up the work which is born of his nature or son of Kunti even if such work is full of fault yes so yes we have to so I was just going to come to that verse so they uh, even in Brahmana even if I'm a Brahmana I have to do Agnihotra sacrifices for example and in that sacrifice I have to you know, in that fire, some, you know, insects will be burnt or even while cooking, some germs will be burnt. You know, I cannot avoid 
and sometimes brahmanas especially those times karmakandiya brahmanas they have to sometimes even offer you know like a cow or a horse and sacrifice so these things are there of course they were different from killing a cow and horse they actually get rejuvenated life in front of everyone um, which is not possible in kaliyuga so anyway these th- um, some a- sometimes animal sacrifice were there and all these things they are that is a fault you see and then the kshatriyas they have to kill the vaishyas they have to do business sometimes and then in business you have to lie sometimes and shudra he may become a servant of a bad master so in this way there may be some discrepancies um but still one must carry on and offer the fruits to krishna but i mean in today's context we can choose where we can work and at least directly we should not be con- uh, connected with sinful work at least for devotees um it is not at all recommended that's why we have no meat eating no illicit sex no gambling no intoxication in fact at one point um i told this few times uh, this incident where um, shri prabhupad was waiting for his um, train or plane and there was just a cafe nearby and then cap- uh, or a restaurant kind of thing and there was some empty seats since there were no seats around so the disciples said to prabhupad uh, prabhupad we can sit there you know uh, waiting for the plane a plane or train or whatever it is so um, prabhupad said no 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 we can't sit down there uh, why then prabhupad said you see just that place where they are selling all this when you sit there you have to take in all that karma for of that place you see so devo- for devotees he was so strict okay you see even if anyone who anybody who's wanting to become a devotee he has to become he has to change his occupation if it is if it is directly connected with sinful activity um because it is not good hmm so these things are them <clears throat> so sanyasi so offering the results of one's work to krishna so now coming back to the verse itself anashrita karma phalam so karma phalam the result of work now we all work for some result if there is no result to be achieved why would we even endeavor doing something right so there's no point in doing something if there is nothing to be achieved in the in that work so what is this anashrita karma phalam then so of course there is always result but that result is not to be enjoyed by us that is the thing it is not that i'm working but i don't know what the result is i'm just doing no it, that is not um in fact i when i was teenager i read a book of vivekananda that's the only book i read of vivekananda so in that he was saying work for work's sake just work for work's sake and that sentence stuck with me um but after reading shri prabhupada's books i found that sentence to be meaningless and foolish in fact work for work's sake what if that work is not meaningful i may be um doing the work nicely but the work itself is not nice you know what i mean but like um for example <laughs> um the same thing like prabhupad was in the car and on the lane beside devotee was driving prabhupada and prabhupada was in the back seat and 
on the adjacent lane there was uh, one car and he was going and behind him was a, a meat truck meat truck so frozen food so um, he honked then the car gave way and this meat truck went and overtook the car and Prabhupada said that car which gave way to this meat truck that driver is going to get sinful reaction because the meat is being now delivered faster so you see how karma is so intricate so intricate he just gave way he didn't do, he didn't do nothing <laughs> and he gave way to a meat truck and he is going to be implicated you see how stringent the laws of nature are uh, so i mean it's not a child's play you see so the karma is so stringent and we cannot just play with it and do whatever we like hmm? now anashrita karma phalam uh, first of all i must do work which is uh, honest and as much as possible far away from sinful activity um, directly not being directly involved with sinful activity and the next thing is anashrita karma phalam that karma phalam uh, whatever is to be achieved Uh, that has to be offered to krishna now even um like that's why we can't just um, engage in sinful activity and offer that to krishna that is not also correct but then whatever we do the karma phalam that has to be given to krishna otherwise every endeavor has of course we work for a result right hmm. for example um eventually prabhupad was very happy when he heard about the numbers of book distribution when he heard that many books were distributed he liked it he liked that such reports so that is a result they went out to distribute books and they actually distributed books that is a result and prabhupad was happy with the result but because that result was offered to krishna he had nothing to gain from that result it's not that the profits he would keep nothing he is happy because that message of krishna has now reached these many people so the result is given to krishna and the proceeds from that book sales is also going to more book printing and more temple building and more you know prasadam distribution all these missionary activities for krishna <coughs> spreading krishna consciousness so that is the way work is is to be done and when that result is satisfactory or when the result is nice you know one becomes ha- a devotee actually becomes happy because the result a nice result was offered to krishna now if i am cooking for example for krishna the result is that why am i endeavoring to cook to cook uh, to you know make a nice dish ni- nice uh, dish for krishna so there is a result it's not that don't worry about the result this cook you know whatever comes offer that to krishna that that is not correct so karma phalam everybody is after even a devotee but he wants to offer that karma phalam to krishna not enjoy himself not to say that oh i cook nicely today no this nice food must be offered to krishna krishna is a supreme personality first class food should be offered to him um, of course our food is still not first class because radharani is cooking for him and nobody can beat radharani uh, but as well as much as possible krishna said to us that in the bhagavad gita 926 that you offer me this 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 is category and i will take it 
and through the spiritual master that too not directly we can offer to krishna that is not humility at all so um, and krishna also won't accept that such offering he will only accept from his pure devotees so through the pure devotee we have to offer to krishna and we have to offer nicely so that karma phalam is there you see but that anashrita that is the point uh, a devotee does not take shelter or does not try to enjoy that fruit of action and that is being offered to krishna and similarly everything even when he works for example what is the fruit of his work in the company now he is not going to get any equity from that company he is not going to he does not have a share in the company nothing what is the fruit of his work the salary at the end of the month or a week or whatever then that salary has to be offered to krishna how to offer a salary to krishna prabhu i have krishna murti in my home or whenever the salary comes i put the salary in front of him and i will take and put in my bank account that is not offering to krishna <laughs> offering to krishna means to further his mission in this world and i am not furthering his mission i am busy working so i have to offer to those people who are serving his mission and they will use it either for book printing or for temple um, worship or for the prasadam distribution and temple worship means again temple maintenance means it is a place where people can come and congregate and they can learn about krishna and become devotees it's a, it's an association so to maintain that there is of course need of money hmm. now if i contribute for that uh, that is because krishna's contributing to krishna means to his mission what is krishna's mission dharma samsthapanarthaya sambhavama yuge yuge paritranaya sadhunam vinashaya sudushkritam dharma samsthapanarthaya three things he does and a devotee also accepts these three of course we cannot kill demons but we kill that uh, we attack the philosophy for example recently we did a video about one so called devotee who was i mean gorgopaldas who was you know preaching nonsense so that is also vinasha i mean we are trying to destroy that nonsense propaganda so of course in kaliyuga we don't go around killing people you know that's not our mission but we have to defeat that philosophy vinashaya sudushkritam and paritrana sadhunam we have to protect the devotees so the devotee that's why the temple is there protect the devotees means what uh, to offer them the association of devotees because without association of devotees the devotees are not protected if they are alone doing their sadhana is very difficult maya is too strong one twig is easily to easy to break maya will break it easily but you put a 100 or 1000 sticks together it is very difficult to break uh, so if devotees congregate and then it is very so devotees help one another from falling into maya from falling um, you know wayward from the track of devotional service so this is important the association of devotees so in the association of devotees uh, one is protected so that is paritrana sadhuna and vinashaya dushkritam all kinds of nonsense philosophy must be defeated shri prabhupada also attacked the scientific community he said you you are saying theory of evolution where is evolution where can you show me a monkey turning into a man giving birth to a man never happens monkey gives birth always to monkey and it has been such 
for millions of years and man always gives word to man and that has also been for millions of years so this evolution theory is nonsense there is an evolution that is the consciousness of the soul it gradually rises you know from all life forms and finally the soul enters human body and that is a different thing but not that the body is morphing into another body no so um, so prabhupada attacked the scientific community he attacked um, this so called religion which is just in the name religion but they're not following any religious principles so he attacked that so that has to be done to provide to to show the truth the falsity has to be attacked uh, so that is there paritrana sadhunam vinashachuskritam and dharma samsthapanarthaya to establish religious principles in society to introduce a religious principle so when this mission is being served then krishna is being served and um, if such mission is nicely done uh, 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 any sadhu or any person will become very pleased with with that uh, karma phalam that fruit of work if a nice temple is built for krishna uh, prabhupada will be very happy right there is a karma phalam right to get a temple like he purchased so many properties for temples and he also um, printed books and he liked the book sale reports and all these things there is are there is always karma phalam it is not that we will just do and let whatever happen happen uh, not like that hmm. of course by krishna's mercy it will happen so we have to pray for krishna's mercy and you know so that it happens and offer that when it happens offer it to krishna nothing to take from that no personal gains hmm. but of course one thing is there um when uh, prabhupada's disciples said prabhupada we have distributed thousands of books but we have only a few devotees coming to the temple why why this is quite frustrating prabhupada said that is not your business your business is to distribute the books and whether they come or not that is between them and krishna and they may not immediately come they may come after some time or the book may be purchased by him and then maybe his grandson will read it who knows how it will work maybe his neighbor will read it maybe he will give away to someone maybe he'll put in the library and somebody else may pick up we never know how these books they are all they are going to work once the book goes out it will work definitely it will work it's either it's only time it's either that soul or another soul or whoever it is it will act uh, so that is beyond our control so what we can do we have to do to the best of our ability and offer it to krishna that is called anashrita karma phalam hmm. it's not that uh, you know krishna consciousness we don't worry about the results so just do haphazard work and then no it has to be done with full attention full uh, best work should be done that should be offered to krishna karyam kar- karma karoti yah karyam means obligatory work one who performs uh, as is obligated so what is our obligation Uh, of course there is brahmana kshatriya vaishya shudra but especially in this kaliyuga everybody is practically shudra so our obligation is what chaitanya mahaprabhu has given us what chaitanya mahaprabhu has given us yare dekha tarikah krishna upadesh amaragnya guru hai tarai desh first of all he said of course first of all you chant uh, and then 
you will learn about Krishna and then speak to everyone about Krishna. Preach. Wherever you are. Whatever you are doing. That is quite simple to do. We don't have to change much. Sthane sthita shrutigatham tanuvan mano bhir. So we have to dedicate our life. Tanu vak mano bhir. To those narrations of Krishna. As heard from the pure devotees. So our words must be glorifying Krishna. Our body must be to serve Krishna. And our mind must be thinking of Krishna. In this way, we can uh, do karyam karma karoti yaha. Sa-sanyasi cha-yogi cha. So he is the real sanyasi. Sanyasi means sat-nyasi. So one who, nyasi means a person who gives up or a renunciant. A renunciant who, who renounces his sense gratification for the pleasure of the sat. Sat means the absolute truth. He is a sanyasi. It doesn't depend on the dress at all, alone. Even if he is a grihastha, if he is only working for Krishna's satisfaction and nothing else, by principle he is a sannyasi. He is a yogi also. Yogi means one who is situated in yoga. And what is yoga? Yoga means connection. Connection. So what is that connection? Now we are disconnected from God and to connect back with God is that connection that is talking about. So now we are in a state of Vyoga. Vyoga means separation. So in, in mathematics, in Hindi, if you learn in Hindi medium, Vyogam or even in Telugu or any, any Indian languages, Vyoga means subtraction. Take out this from this. So it is separation. You see, And Yoga means addition. So, put, put them together. That is called yoga. So, yoga means to come together again. That is the meaning of the word religion. Religion. Re, again means again. Re, just like rebound or retract or restart. Re means again. So, religion. So, uh, legion comes from the ligare, that word, Latin words. And that means, again, bind. Rebind. We are always bound to Krishna, but we have forgotten that, and in our mind we have we think we are unbound. We are, we think we are not connected with Krishna. So rebind. So reconnect again. That is religion. So that is yoga, and one who works in this way, Sanatan Dharma, duty. One who does his duty for Krishna's satisfaction, he is actually a yogi. That's why Krishna says, this is the first verse of 6th chapter. Now the last verse of 6th chapter, Krishna says, 6.47 Yoginam api sarvesham madgate nantaratmanas shraddhavan bhajate yomam same yukta tamomataha And of all yogis, the one with great faith who always abides in me, thinks of me within himself and renders transcendental loving service to me, he is the most intimately united with me in yoga and is the highest of all. That is my opinion. Krishna is saying this is his opinion. According to his opinion, Bhakti Yogi is the highest. Now, other people may have other opinions, but Krishna's opinion is what matters. Because he is the master. Everything works according to his rules. Um, So, his opinion, his (laughs) opinion, 
when when i say my opinion that's not of much weightage but, but when krishna says my opinion with a capital m there that is a law when the country constitution what is the constitution basically it's a it's an opinion of a group of people they have come to a consensus and they have passed a bill and now it became a law and now it will carry the force of the law and if we violate the law and we will be punished so basically how did the law come about some people have put in their opinions and they reached a collective consensus and that was made into a law but in krishna's case he doesn't need any collective consensus of anybody he is the law maker and his opinion is law is the truth is the fact now my opinion may not be the fact you see because i may not know i may be my knowledge is not may be perfect and i may say something and that may not be truth it's my opinion it's my perception of the truth you know but when krishna's perception or krishna's opinion and that is synonymous with truth so that means in truth only the real yogi is a bhakti yogi because every other yoga will not be perfect without the touch of bhakti now even karma yoga what is karma yoga if i am doing some work that result has to be offered to krishna that is actually part of that part is bhakti part although i am not fully engaged in all kinds of devotional service but the result of my karma is offered to krishna and that makes it karma yoga because that karma of mine is now connected with krishna therefore it is karma yoga so sasanyasi cha yogi cha na niragnirna chakra what is this he who lights no fire and performs no duty or performs no work what is that what what does it mean by that he is not a sanyasi who lights no fire and performs no duty so there are agnihotra sacrifices that every grahastha should do because panchasuna yagna is there so five kinds of involuntary killing that we may do in our in the course of our daily actions activity like we may walk and then we may accidentally kill an ant we have to pay for it karma but every day if we do the panchasuna sacrifice huh uh the atonement for uh, counteracting the involuntary offenses then of the five kinds of killings then um i may be absolved from such um sin so but in, when one becomes sanyas he gives up such uh, lighting of the fire in sacrifice especially the mayavadis they think that there's nothing more to do there's no sin no no pride in anything i just you know um give up all kinds of uh, sacrifice and everything and akriyah without duty they they stop their work also they stop their work and they try to become um like shunyavad you know do nothing think nothing because they very af- very very afraid of doing any activity because any activity will produce reaction and once there is reaction and there is rebirth so they don't want rebirth they want liberation so they will stop doing everything neti 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 they just um by negation they try to define the absolute truth and they never come to a proper understanding of absolute truth and they don't know the art of work 
do work without having any material result that is possible but they don't know how to do it because they don't have any idea of devotional service so their idea of stopping the reactions of work is to stop working altogether so such sanyasi are bewildered they are not actually um, so he who lights no fire and performs no duty just give up the um, all duties of this world that is not actually sanyas unless we do do our duty to krishna just giving up the worldly duties is not sanyas recently his grace nargopal prabhu shared one video uh, with all of us i mean i don't know how much how many of you have seen that so in a zoom session he was showing this video where this man he was going around interviewing all the so called sadhus so called sadhus i'm saying because they wear the saffron colored dress and some beard and some you know and they go begging and all that and he interviewed them you know what what is what are you doing so to find out what what is their understanding of what they are doing and none of them none of them was talking any sense in fact one of them was saying uh, sanyasam you know this samyar in, in tamil this is samyar samyar means one who is like renounced order samyar means you know um, go out beg collect food eat that is samyar huh? easy food no you no need to do anything just beg and you know eat the food and then that's it that is that is the sadhu that is the definition of sadhu for him and another person was saying guru can be anything he can be fallen down whatever but you must offer to everything to guru he can be doing whatever he wants but because he is guiding you he is your guru i mean everything they were talking all nonsense and he's showing in the video this is the kind of sadhus so called sadhus traveling you know to this pilgrimage that pilgrimage haridwar rishikesh or traveling traveling everywhere just eating food and you know smoking some ganja or some bd and you know that that's all and no understanding of what is actual so that kind of sanyas is useless krishna is saying he who lights no fire and performs no duty he one has to work for krishna actively he should be sanyas means especially for our vaishnav sanyas means he should be preaching krishna consciousness hmm. for preaching sake chaitanya mahaprabhu also took sanyas for preaching sake ha and that is gaudi vaishnavas also do that for preaching sake sanyas is allowed but otherwise even sanyasam is not allowed in kaliyuga because in kaliyuga nobody can maintain the principles of sanyas so in this connection i would like to uh, show you some other verses so here is a hint also or a tip if you want to study something like study a verse now this verse is an important verse and shri prabhupad quoted it many times in his lectures and his and also in the purports of other verses now if you just search do a quick search uh, 6.1 i wouldn't go by numbers because this number search is not very good in this software mm. see this is how this is a small tip on how you can expand on the understanding of that same verse if you see anashrita karma phalam see it has given me six seven results that means of course the first one is actually the verse that we are seeing 61 bhagavad gita then there is bg 10.3 10.3 there also it is quoted so we can just see that verse 
why would shri prabhupada quote in that verse that means somewhere other that verse itself is related to today's verse so in this way you can do some study and this i mean for those who are interested in such study to ha- to understand uh, from all angles of vision i think there is a verse like that um this vishwato mukham ट्रांसेंडलोजी this kind of vishuddha gyanadeepena sphurata vishvato mukham enlightening from all angles of vision so if we want to study a verse from all angles of vision um you can do this uh, now with technology you can do you know this kind of searches so this will be a good way so let me go back to the anashrita karma phalam So ten three. Let's go to ten three. So what does this verse say? Yoma majamanadimcha vettiloka maheshwaram asamudha samartyeshu sarva paapai pramuchyate. He who knows me as the unborn, as the beginningless, as the supreme Lord of all the worlds, he only undeluded among men is freed from all sins. Now, if we go in the purport, of course, a very long purport. I'm not going to read everything. So here it is said. so everything is inauspicious because in this anything done under the direction of krishna is transcendental it cannot be contaminated by material reactions which may be auspicious or inauspicious the conception that there are things auspicious and inauspicious in the material world is more or less a mental concoction because there is nothing auspicious in the material world it is actually a verse shrimad bhagavatam 11284 and also in chaitanya charitamrita as well everything is inauspicious because the very na- material nature is inauspicious we simply imagine it to be auspicious real auspiciousness depends on activities in krishna consciousness and full devotion and service therefore if we at all want our activities to be auspicious then we should work under the directions of the supreme lord such directions are given in authoritative scriptures such as shrimad bhagavatam and bhagavad gita or from a bona fide spiritual master because a, because a spiritual master is a representative of the supreme lord his direction is directly the direction of the supreme lord the spiritual master saintly persons and scriptures sadhu shastra guru direct in the same way there is no contradiction in these three sources in other words if there is a contradiction one of them is wrong shastra cannot be wrong a real guru a pure devotee guru cannot be wrong the sadhu well if he is not following a pure guru if he is not adhering to instructions of a pure guru then he may be wrong so a sadhu is properly following a proper guru in the parampara system pure devotee guru who follows shastra then everything is perfect so anyway the transcendental attitude of the devotee sorry all actions done under such direction are free from the reactions of pious or impious activities of this material world 
the transcendental attitude of the devotee in the performance of activities is actually that of renunciation and this is called sannyasa see the attitude the transcendental attitude of the devotee in the performance of activities is actually that of renunciation so sannyasa is the attitude of activities where everything is offered to krishna so even in grihastha life if one offers all his activities to krishna that principle is of sannyas although he may not officially be situated in sannyas ashram now we'll talk about sannyas ashram also um, after this but even if one is not in the official sannyas ashram if he is working for krishna that is the, the principle of sannyas as stated in the first verse of the 6th chapter of bhagavad gita one who acts as a matter of duty because he has been ordered to do so by the supreme lord you see as a matter of duty because he has been ordered to do so by the supreme lord or is pure devotee so not by because he is ordered by you know his own mental concoctions of what is duty so duty is always ordered by the supreme lord so we should know what supreme lord's order is first of all and not create our own a definition of duty and dharma and who does not seek shelter in the fruits of his activities anashrita karma phalam is a true renouncer anyone acting under the direction of supreme lord is actually a sanyasi and a yogi and not the man who has simply taken the dress of the sanyasi or a pseudo yogi so this um, not lighting fire and performing no duty is basically accepting the dress but not doing any work of the sanyasi or yogi they think sanyasi means to give up all work and be a lazy fellow no sanyasi is not a lazy fellow he is the most active fellow Yeah. in fact he's he's more active in fact he gives up the small activity of his family but takes on the activity to benefit the entire world lokanam hitakaranau like sri shadgo shadgo swami ashtaka day before yesterday we were reading tyaktva turnam asesha mandalapatim shrenim sada tuchhavat bhutva deena ganeshakau karunaya kaupina kanthashritav and they have become sanyasis uh, they gave up the high posts government officer posts but they now became mendicants not that they became lazy now or doing nothing no lokanam hitakarinau bhutva deena ganeshakau karunaya to shower mercy on all the fallen population of kaliyuga so that is the mission of these so it is a much greater responsibility than a government officer's responsibility so Uh, he should never be a uh, lazy fellow that is not sanyasashram <clears throat> so that is the one one verse now let's go to search again next one uh, this is very important actually madhya 3.6 this verse is actually from the shrimad bhagavatam 11th canto 23rd chapter 57th verse and this verse was Uh, uttered by of course the avanti brahmana in the bhagavatam but it was also uttered by shri chaitanya mahaprabhu the moment he took sanyas from a mayavadi sanyasi but the moment he took sanyas he chanted this verse and there is a great significance for this verse because he took sanyas from a mayavadi uh, sanyasi keshav bharati now although he took like that his understanding of sanyas is not the mayavadi understanding of sanyas and mayavadi understanding of sanyas is to give up all duties but he chanted this verse and this is a highlight because here the service to krishna is highlighted now etam sa asthaya paratmanishtham 
अध्यासितां पूर्वतमैर्महद्भि अहं तरिष्यामि दुरन्तपारं तमो मुकुंदां घृनिषेवयैव सो दिस वर्स ही चांटेड एंड इन आवर गौडी वैष्णव संप्रदाय ऑल्सो एनीबडी हु टेक सन्यास दीक्षा ही चांट्स दिस वर्स ऑन द डे ऑफ टेकिंग सन्यास दीक्षा इट इज इट इज अ पार्ट ऑफ द सेरेमनी and it's not just part of the ceremony it is to actually imbibe this meaning of this verse so here as brahmana from the avanti desh said i shall i shall cross over this insurmountable ocean of nations by being firmly fixed in the service of the lotus feet of krishna see this was approved by the previous acharyas who were fi- fixed in firm devotion to the lord paramatma the supreme personality of godhead you see this स आस्था बींग कंप्लीटली फिस्ड इन परात्मनिष्ठा डिवोशन टू द सुप्रीम पर्सन कृष्ण अध्यासिता वर्शिप पूर्वतम बै प्रीवियस् महद्भि आचार्य सी सुप्रीम लॉर्ड हू इज वर्शिप बै प्रीवियस् आचार्य महद्भि महात्मा सी अहम तरिष्या दुरंतपारम तमो the ocean of nations mukundangri nishevayaiva mukundangri of the lotus feet of mukunda uh, by worshiping his lotus feet by taking shelter of his lotus feet i, I shall cross cross this insurmountable ocean of nations that is the determination of sanyas sanyas means i am done with this material way of life let me now just take to devotional service with full enthusiasm and let me take shelter of krishna and be always engaged in his service this is real sanyas again it comes back to the same today's verse 61 that's why that verse is quoted in the purport of this verse and it's a very important purport and i want to read the whole thing because shil bhakti siddhant saraswati thakur is commenting on this so let's read the purport it's a it's a bit long um but i'll try to read it what's the time wow 9:10 we'll try to read this and uh, try to wrap the wrap up so in this connection in connection with this verse which is a quotation from shrimad bhagavatam 112357 shri bhakti siddhant saraswati thakur says that of the 64 items required for entering devotional service acceptance of the symbolic marks of sanyas is a regulative principle so what are the symbolic marks of a sanyas he has a danda he has of course the beads uh, and also the mayavadis they give up their thread and no sacred thread but vaishnava sanyasis apparently keep but some of the like purushottam acharya who was one of the uh, associates of swarup damodar who was a personal secretary of chaitanya mahaprabhu and even swarup damodar himself gave up the gave up the what is that sacred thread but uh, usually vaishnava acharyas they keep anyway so there are some symbolic marks of sanyas and he wears a dhoti in a particular fashion and it's a saffron colored dhoti and all these things so bhaktasiddhant saraswati thakur says that of the 64 items required for entering devotional service acceptance of the symbolic marks of sanyas is a regulative principle if one accepts the sanyas order his main business is to devote his life completely to the service of mukunda krishna if one does not completely devote his mind and body to the service of the lord he does not actually become a sanyasi it is not simply a matter of changing dress in bhagavad gita 6.1 
इट इज ऑल्सो स्टेटेड अनाश्रित कर्म फलम कार्यम कर्म करोति यह ससन्यासी च योगी च वन हु वर्क्स डिवोटेडली फॉर द सैटिस्फैक्शन ऑफ कृष्णा इज अ सन्यासी द ड्रेस इज नॉट सन्यास बट द एटीट्यूड ऑफ सर्विस टू कृष्णा इज सो इट्स अगेन द एटीट्यूड द एक्सटर्नल सिंबॉलिक रिप्रेजेंटेशन आर ऑल्सो नेसेसरी दैट ओनली रीइनफोर्सेज द एटीट्यूड अगेन नाउ once um many times a few times actually some of the westerners they asked shri prabhupad uh, is this dress necessary shri prabhupad said no it is not necessary because he was they were asking what is all the devotees are wearing the robes you know uh, is this necessary shri prabhupad said not necessary uh, you can always chant and you know understand this philosophy without the dress but when you when you have the dress then you will your attitude will be that of a devotee just like a soldier can fight without his soldier dress even in his ordinary dress he can fight why should he wear the uniform of a soldier because when he wears a uniform he feels like a soldier and his attitude becomes more you know patriotic towards his country so similarly when i just like if i um, i mean if, I, if it's a suppose there's a businessman and to a meeting he will wear like a businessman Uh, he can wear in uh, shorts and you know like a sportsman and go to the business but when he wears like a businessman he feels like a businessman and when he wears like a sportsman he feels like a sportsman and he will do that work so um the dress is actually a device to influence our attitude for example um if i want to eat in a restaurant outside Now, if I'm wearing a devotional dress, I will think twice before I do such a thing, because can I? I mean, why I cannot eat outside? So, the dress is also helping influence our consciousness. So, these are device control measures. So, that's how we have to see this. So, we have to understand that all these things are still necessary. Symbolic marks, although they are symbolic. they carry a meaning and we should understand that meaning and when we see these symbolic representations we should connect that to the meaning and our attitude should be influenced by that so the dress is not sanyas but the attitude of service to krishna is the word paratmanishtha means being a devotee of lord krishna paratma the supreme person is krishna परमात्मा और परात्मा इज द सेम थिंग ईश्वर परम कृष्ण सच्चिदानंद विग्रह दोज हु आर कंप्लीटली डेडिकेटेड टू द लोटस फीट ऑफ कृष्ण इन सर्विस आर एक्चुअली सन्यासीज एज अ मैटर ऑफ फॉर्मैलिटी द डिवोटी एक्सेप्ट सन्यास ड्रेस एज प्रीवियस आचार्य डिड ही ऑल्सो एक्सेप्ट थ्री दंडज लेटर विष्णु स्वामी कंसिडर्ड दट एक्सेप्टिंग द ड्रेस ऑफ अ थ्री दंडी वॉज परात्मनिष्ठा therefore since the devotees add another danda the jeeva danda to the three existing dandas the vaishnava sanyasi is known as a tridandi sanyasi what is a tridandi sanyasi so in the vaishnava sanyas there are three you know sanyas has a staff so that staff is wrapped in cloth actually there are three staffs inside and that signify tanu vak and manobhir three things the body mind and words 
in service to the absolute and whose mind body and words that there is a small stick which is the jeevadanda fourth stick so there is a single i mean there are three staffs wrapped around along with the jeevadanda also that one small thing represents the jeeva um the soul the soul has to engage these three things in the service of the lord so that is sanyas but the mayavadis are ekadandi they only have one stick one staff so for them advaitam <clears throat> i want to become one with the lord but no for the devotee he is jeeva and he has these three things which are given to him by the lord tanu vak manobhir that is body mind and words the power of speech so he he his promise sanyas ashram means his promise that i want to use everything all these things for krishna's service i maintain my individuality i don't merge my individuality inside krishna that's why i'm not ekadandi i'm jeevadanda i'm maintaining my existence and i'm using all these things in the krishna's service so that is the sanda danda that's why prabhupad asana also in our temple we have the danda beside him beside the seat that is the meaning of that so as a matter of formality the devotee accepts the sanyas dress as previous acharyas did he also accepts the three dandas later vishnu swami considered that accepting the dress of a tridandi was paratmanishtha therefore since the devotees add another danda the jeeva danda to the existing three dandas the vaishnava sanyasi is known as tridandi sanyas sanyasi the mayavadi sanyasi accept accepts only one danda not understanding the purpose of tridanda later many persons in the community of shiva swami gave up the atmanishtha devotional service or paratmanishtha of the lord and followed the path of shankaracharya instead of accepting 108 names those in the shiva swami sampradaya i don't know who is shiva swami actually Uh, follow the path of shankaracharya and accept the 10 names of sanyasa although shri chaitanya mahaprabhu accepted the then existing order of sanyas namely ekadanda he still recited a verse from shrimad bhagavatam about the tridanda sanyas accepted by the brahmana of avantipur you see here it is stated that chaitanya mahaprabhu recited this verse about the tridanda sanyas accepted by brahmana of avantipur this this verse is that indirectly he declared that within that ekadanda Uh, one danda four dandas existed as one accepting ekadanda sanyas without paratmanishtha devotional service to lord krishna is not acceptable to sri chaitanya mahaprabhu this again comes back to today's verse na niragnirna chakriya ha in addition according to the exact regulative principles one should add one should add the jeeva danda to the, to the tri danda these four dandas bound together as one are symbolic of unalloyed devotional service to the lord because the ekadandi sanyasis of the mayavad school are not devoted to the service of krishna they try to merge into the brahman effulgence which is a marginal position between material and spiritual existence they accept this impersonal position as liberation mayavadi sanyasis not knowing that shri chaitanya mahaprabhu was a tridandi think of chaitanya mahaprabhu as an ekadandi ekadandi sanyasi This is due to their vivarta or bewilderment. In Shrimad Bhagavatam, there is no such thing as an ekadandi sanyasi. Indeed, the tridandi sanyasi is accepted as a symbolic representation of the sanyas order. 
by citing this verse from Srimad Bhagavatam, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu accepted the sannyas order recommended in Srimad Bhagavatam. The Mayavadi sannyasis who are enamored by the, enamored of the external energy of the Lord cannot understand the mind of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. To date, all the devotees of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, following in his footsteps, accept the sannyas order and keep the sacred thread and tuft of unshaved hair. The Ekadandi sannyasis of the Mayavad school, Mayavadi school give up the sacred thread and do not keep any tuft of hair, the shikha. Therefore, they are unable to understand the purport of Tridanda Sanyas, and as such, they are not inclined to dedicate their lives to the service of Mukunda. Mukunda, Mukunda, uh, Mukundangrin Nishevayaiva. Um, they simply think of merging into the existence of Brahman because of their disgust with material existence. The Acharyas who advocate the Daiva Varnashram, the social order of Chaturvarnyam mentioned in the Bhagavad Gita, do not accept the proposition of Asura Varnashram, which maintains that the social order of Varna is indicated by birth. The most intimate devotees of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, namely Gadadhar Pandit, um, sorry, the most intimate devotee of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, namely Gadadhar, Gadadhar Pandit, accepted Tridanda Sanyas and also accepted Madhava Upadhyay as his Tridandi Sanyasi disciple. It is said that from this Madhavacharya, the Sampradaya known in Western India as the Vallabhacharya Sampradaya has begun. Sri Gopal Bhattu Goswami, who is known as a Smriti Acharya in the Gaudiya Vaishnava Sampradaya, later accepted the Tridanda Sanyas order from Tridanda, Tridandipad Prabodhananda <coughs> Saraswati. <coughs> Although acceptance of Tridanda Sanyas is not directly mentioned in the Gaudiya Vaishnava literature, the first verse of Srila Rupa Goswami's Upadesha Amrita advocates that one should accept the Tridanda Sanyas order by controlling the six forces. Vacho Vegam Manasahakrodha Vegam Jehva Vegam Udaro Pastha Vegam Etan Veganyo Vishaheta Dhiraha Sarvam Apimam Prithivim Sasishyat. One who can control the forces of speech, mind, anger, belly, tongue, and the genitals is known as a Goswami and is competent to accept disciples all over the world. <clears throat> the followers of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu never accepted the Ma- Mayavad order of sannyas, and for this they cannot be blamed. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu accepted Sridhar Swami who was a Tridandi sannyasi, but the Mayavadi sannyasis, not understanding Sridhar Swami, sometimes think that Sridhar Swami belonged to the Mayavad Ekadanda sannyas community. Actually, this was not the case. So, this is an important verse actually. So, like that you can expand your understanding of, of one verse by seeing where else it is quoted and read that verse and read the purport and you know you can get more from all angles of vision. Vishwatomukham. 10.108 Next search result. Upon accepting sannyas, Purushottam Acharya followed the regulatory principles by giving up his tuft of hair and sacred thread. But he did not accept the saffron colored dress. Also, he did not accept a sannyasi title but remained as a Naishtik Brahmachari. Anyway, here also the point is that he did not accept the formalities of sannyas. He accepted the principle and, and the spirit and the attitude of a sannyasi. And he just kept his Brahmachari name and he continued with his service. So, I wouldn't want to go again. Um, not, a, not a very long purport, but that's the point there. 4.19.12 of Srimad Bhagavatam. Huh. This is the so-called sannyas, which is not real sannyas, which is only the dress of a sannyasi. 
Now, two personalities in Vedic history are known for doing this. One is Indra, which is in this verse mentioned, and another is Ravana. Ravana is another classic example of a nonsense sannyasi because he wore like a sadhu and went to the ashram and you know to kidnap Sita. So his interest was to enjoy woman, but he took the dress of a sannyasi. So such kind of mini Ravanas are there nowadays, a lot of them in Kali Yuga, who accept such kind of cheating sannyas, and they do nothing, and they're just interested in enjoying their senses. Indra also did that kind of cheating. What actually he did? See. When Prithu Maharaj was performing the last horse sacrifice, Ashwamedha Yoga, because if there is a thing that if one, how to become Indra? Now everybody can become Indra, it is open, but you need to just be qualified. So, what is the qualification? If one can do 100 Ashwamedha Yajnas in his lifetime, he can become Indra in the next life. So, Prithu Maharaj did 99 Ashwamedha Yajnas successfully and he was going to do the 100th one. And Indra was shaking with fear. Are, he is going to come and take my position. No, 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 I should not allow this. So, to keep his position, he went so low that he came to cheat. See? So, he, when Prithu Maharaj was performing the last horse sacrifice, Ashwamedha Yajna, King Indra, invisible to everyone, stole the horse intended for sacrifice. He did this because of his great envy of King Prithu. So, um, so, uh, Ashwamedha Yajna means if somebody steals, then you know, unless that horse is found and whoever is holding the horse, um, he it means that he is challenging that ruler, and so these kind of things are there, rules are there. I think that Rajasuya sacrifice is something similar. I, I always come sometimes don't get it. I think that is Rajasuya sacrifice. But he stole the horse which was going to be sacrificed. And this sacrifice, yeah, Ashwamedha's sacrifice is a bit different. Rajasuya sacrifice is when the horse is um, brought out everywhere and whoever wants to challenge the authority of the emperor, he would hold the horse. And there will be a fight and whoever wins the fight. But if, no, if he, nobody agrees to... Uh, hold the horse that means they accept the supremacy of that person and that's that person they accept him as the emperor and they pay him taxes every month or every year regularly so that is the rajasuya sacrifice so here this ashwamedha sacrifice uh, it's not exactly a horse sacrifice a horse is not killed as it is mentioned here animal sacrifice and the yajna were not killed in the vedic mantra if the vedic mantras were pro properly pronounced during the sacrifice the animal sacrificed would come out again with a new life that is a test of a successful yajna when King Prithu was performing 100 yajnas, Indra became very envious because he did not want anyone to excel him. Being an ordinary living entity, he became envious of King Prithu and making himself invisible. He stole the horse and thus impeded the yajna performance. Tamatrir Bhagavan Aikshat Tvaramanam So Tvaramanam Vihayasa Amuktam Miva Pakhandam Yodharme Dharma Vibhramaha when King Indra was taking away the horse, he dressed himself to appear as a liberated person. Actually, this dress was a form of cheating, for it falsely created an impression of religion. When Indra went into outer space in this way, the great sage Atri saw him and understood the whole situation. 
purport. The word Pakhanda used in this verse is sometimes pronounced Pashanda. Both of these words indicate an imposter who presents himself as a very religious person but in actuality is sinful. Indra took up the saffron colored dress as a way of cheating others. This saffron dress has been misused by many imposters who present themselves as liberated persons or incarnations of God. In this way people are cheated as we have mentioned many times. The conditioned soul has a tendency to cheat. Therefore, this quality is also visible in a person like King Indra. It is understood that even King Indra is not liberated from the clutches of material contamination. Thus, the, word, thus the words amuktam iva, meaning as if he were liberated, are used. The saffron dress worn by a sannyasi announces to the world that he has renounced all worldly affairs and is simply engaged in the service of the Lord. Such a devotee is actually a sannyasi or liberated person. In Bhagavad Gita 6.1 it is said, Anashrita karma phalam karyam karma karotiya sasanyasi cha yogi cha naniragnir na chakriyaha One who is unattached to the fruits of his work and who works as he is obligated is in the renounced order of life and he is the true mystic, not he who lights no fire and performs no work. In other words, one who offers the results of his activities to the Supreme Personality of Godhead is actually a sanyasi and yogi. Cheating sannyasis and yogis have existed since the time of Prithu Maharaja's sacrifice. This cheating was very foolishly introduced by King Indra. In some ages, such cheating is very prominent and in other ages, not so prominent. It is the duty of a sannyasi to be very cautious because, as stated by Lord Chaitanya, sannyasir alpa chidra sarvaloki gai. A little spot in a sannyasi's character will be magnified by the public. Madhya 12.51 CC Therefore, unless one is very sincere and serious, one, he should not take up the order of sannyas. One should not use this order as a means to cheat the public. It is better not to take up sannyas in this age of Kali because provocations are very strong in this age. Only a very exalted pers- person, advanced in spiritual understanding, should attempt to take up sannyas. One should not adopt this order as a means of livelihood or for some material purpose. So here also we get the other side of it where sannyasi just by changing dress and keeping a very envious attitude um, and not at all serving that dress and that acceptance of such symbolism not for the service of the Lord in fact for his own sense gratification for King Indra's own position to keep his position intact as Indra he did this cheating of course the story goes you can go and read how it goes but see he did it for a very very selfish reason so that is not Paratmanishtha as that verse from Bhagavatam, that uh, Avanti, Avanti Brahmana, which Chaitanya Mahaprabhu quoted, that says, Paratmanishtha, Mukundangri Nishevayaiva. Uh, so, service to Mukunda, so lotus feet, that is not there here. So, that is a cheating sannyas. So, we have learned both now. What is actual sannyas? The attitude. Whether with or without the actual dress of a sannyasa, sannyasi, if the attitude is that of a sannyasa, that is what actually matters. And when one actually takes up the sannyas ashram, then he is announcing and he is making a commitment in front of the sadhus, the fire, the, the spiritual master in, the, in front of the deity. He is making a commitment, a vow that he will only do this and he is officially cut off all relations with material enjoyment and family life and everything and only paratmanishtha. Nothing, no other work but service to Krishna. So that is the, that is the, that is real sannyas. So, I would like to stop there. If you say the search result, um, I mean, seventh canto also it is stated, similar. 
and 11.23.57 is the actual verse, the actual verse that is quoted in Madhya 3.6. So, in this way we understand this verse of today, 6.1. So, now I will take any questions that are there. Let's see. Gharbaja. It is called actually Jarayoja. Okay, Virendra. What is the difference between renunciation of work and leading life in the renounced order? What does Lord Krishna prescribe in Bhagavad Gita? Well, we have practically studied the whole verse about this now. Renunciation of work, he does not actually say renunciation of work. Work can never be renounced at any point because work is a symptom of the soul. Only a dead thing cannot do any work. If a person is living, he is bound to do some work. So the renunciation of the fruit of work, not renunciation of work, uh, not akriyaha, but anashrita karma phalam. So the first line of the verse is anashrita karma phalam. And the last word of the verse is akriyaha. Akriyaha means not doing any work. So that is not correct. But anashrita karma phalam is the real uh, this thing, renounced order. And I think we have already learned that now in the verse elaborately. Difference between renunciation of work and leading a ri- life in renounced order renounced order. It's basically the same thing. Hmm. But especially in the renounced order, like uh, renunciation of the fruits of work, for a grihastha for example, 50% of his income has to be given to Krishna, Krishna's service. And that is the standard. Now, that is still 50% only. Whereas, renounced order means 100%, just nothing, there's no family consideration, there's nothing else. It's just... Uh, Krishna's service and if even a householder if he um, 50% he gives and then he also makes his family into devotees and he himself leads a devotional life that is still 100% because like Bhaktivinoda Thakur said Manasa deho geho jo kichu more arpilu tuvapade nanda kishore he said whatever may be mine my how my home my wife my children whatever may be mine manasa deho geho jo kichu more whatever may be mine i offer at your lotus feet arpilu tuapade nanda kishore nanda kishore means krishna so that is 100% actually but if one can do that 10% that means in other words also offer our suppose a grihastha is there now he's he may have children. Now, if he has a son, offer him as a brahmachari to the temple. <laughs> Grasas may be scared by now. You know. But actually, this is the thing. Anashrita karma phalam. Karma phalam. Now, there is karma. Sex is also one of the karma. Right? The karma phalam is the child. Anashrita karma phalam and offer it to Krishna. Karmanyevadhikaraste maphaleshu kadachana. 
कर्मण्य कर्मणि अधिकारस्ते मा फलेशु कदाचन मा कर्मफल हेतुर्भोर्माते संगोस्वकर्मणि यू हैव अ राइट टू परफॉर्म योर प्रिस्क्राइब ड्यूटी बट यू नॉट एंटाइटल टू द फ्रूट्स ऑफ एक्शन सो अ पेरेंट इज नॉट एंटाइटल टू द चाइल्ड नो द चाइल्ड बिलोंग्स टू कृष्ण एंड नेवर कंसिडर योर सेल्फ द कॉज ऑफ द रिजल्ट ऑफ योर एक्टिविटीज एंड नेवर बी अटैच टू नॉट डूइंग योर ड्यूटी दिस इज वन थिंग एंड The other thing is, sorry, eighteen five. Yajna tapah karma natyajyam karyam evatat yajno dhanam tapaschayva pavanani manishinam. Acts of sacrifice, charity, and penance are not to be given up. They must be performed. Indeed, sacrifice, charity, and penance purify even the great souls. Even a person who has renounced order, he has to do charity, penance, and sacrifice. So. grihastha life if it is actually done properly it can be 100% uh, so but sometimes conditions are not favorable and then he may give, <coughs> give up such family life and he may 100% do it for krishna but even if one is in family life he can still make it 100% by making the whole family devotees and offering his children to krishna's service not that he will make him something and then on the side he will be a devotee no must think of making that should be the meditation of the parents or oh, this child is belong he belongs to krishna uh, let me offer so let me train him to become devotee and then grahasthas must produce brahmacharis and give it to the temple give it to prabhupad for his service like that grahastha should think anashritah karma phalam one should not be afraid one should not be that is again attachment that is kar- uh, that is ashrita karma phalam see so to that extent one must be that's why bhaktivinoda thakur said manas deho geho jo kichumo arpilu tu apadananda kisho these are very very significant words simple bengali simple two lines but how many people actually can come to that standard so if we just think about what kind of standard that is that is um, unmatched and a person in the now even that is 100% even though that is 100% in grahastha life like even if he makes his whole family devotees and he himself is a devotee his preaching will still be limited because he has family duties still to perform but one when one takes sanyas order officially and renounces connection with his wife then he has not even this family obligations now he can go freely far and wide huh everywhere all over the world wherever he wants he can go see and then he can preach the message see shri prabhupada travel all over the world if one is a grihastha how can he travel all over the world and not come back to home and uh, wife won't be happy like that right so and the children also want their father to be there all these you know things are still there so although a devotee who is in the family life is still 100 if if he can do 100% although that is 100% but still the sanyas order is even higher because he is not only going to deliver his own family but he is going to work for the deliverance of millions of other families see that hmm. what does lord krishna prescribe in the bhagavad gita well whatever we can do to the best of our capacity at the present moment we have to do and slowly we have to work our way up Hmm. 
shastra weapon and shastra scripture both are needed to protect dharma yes correct very nicely said oh this is already done okay um virendra does sincere chanting of hari krishna mahamantra by a devotee satisfy the supreme lord and is the highest religion and service performed unto lord krishna yes dhiradas every endeavor is covered oh this we have covered already mukesh narnia hari krishna prabhu ji what about work in medicine company well what about it unless there is some conspiracy going on medicine company i don't see any problem unless um there is some kind of implications like especially as i said abortion and all these things contraceptive these are not good but otherwise what is wrong what is wrong then next by performing nice karma or action in krishna consciousness does our bad karma of this and previous life nullify yes along with our good karma good karma is also nullified what is good karma so called pious reaction for our heavenly life or whatever that also will be nullified everything will be nullified because good karma is not good any karma is not good <laughs> by saying karma that is already bad whether it is good karma or bad karma because it is karma it is bad just like because even if i am so called good karma i have to get a good birth and birth is painful what is the result of a good karma janma aishwarya shruta shribhir a birth in a high family or a nation aristocratic birth and um, janma aishwarya wealth to be born with a silver spoon or you know to have nice connections or all this this is um, aishwarya uh, shruta to have good intelligence that is a re- uh, result of previous good work and shribhir to have beautiful bodily features these four are results of pious work but how helpful are they in mitigating our miseries of birth death old age and disease however beautiful or intelligent or rich or however what is the other one Gen- uh, aristocracy aristocratic we may be the pain of birth is the same the pain of old age is the same the pain of death is the same and the pain of disease is the same anybody everybody so these pious results don't help us in any way in mitigating our real distresses so uh, the um, devotional service rids us of all karma pious and impious and we'll become nice karma and go back we can go back we can be released from this material world only when we have no reactions anymore no sinful or pious reactions left for us to uh, that is only um, possible in devotional service because every other work will bind us right there is verse is there bhagavad gita chapter 3 text 9 yagnyarthat karmano anyatra lokoyam karma bandhanah tadartham karma kaunteya mukta sangha samachara work done as a sacrifice for vishnu has to be performed otherwise work causes bondage in this material world 
Therefore, O son of Kunti, perform your prescribed duties for his satisfaction and that way you will always remain free from bondage. So, that is the thing. So, what else? Dheeradas. Oh, covering the entire screen. Hare Krishna Prabhuji hacks up my prostrate obeisances. Can we can we consider Bible or Quran as a bona fide scripture or direct words of God? If we do so, then we might get into some contradictions. Though I know that ultimate aim of all religions is to become God conscious, but there are some philosophical differences between the different texts, which is undeniably true. Why is it so? See, Srila Prabhupada mentioned very simply. Now, whatever it is, there may be details in uh, differences in details, but the ultimate goal of all religious systems is to become a servant of God and to love Him, to become His servant. So, that is there in every religion. Now, the details may be different, like Sri Prabhupada explained. We must be safe on the road and in some countries, it may mean that you have to drive on the left side of the road. In other, in other countries, it may mean you have to drive left, right side of the road. Now, these are two contradictory things. If I follow this rule in this country, like driving right side of the road, on a country where it is to be driven left side of the road, I will get into straight accident. So, or if I do the other way also, I will get an accident. But if I follow the rule in that particular country, then uh, I will be safe. So. Whatever it is, the ultimate point, whether it's right or left or whatever it is, is to follow the road, I mean traffic rules, so that everybody is safe. That is the whole point of following these rules. Now the details is, are different in different countries. So similarly, different religions may have different details, um, differences in details, but the ultimate overarching principle is that one must become a servant of God and love Him. And that is true for any religion. So, devotees must be like Hamsa, Paramahamsa. Well, that's why devotees are, uh, highest grade of devotees are called Paramahamsas. Why? Because they take the essence of everything. The nitty gritty may be, you know, different here and there. But the essence of all these things is that, you know, everything is um, related to serving the Supreme Lord. And like, this university or this university or that university, it is the subject matter that you are learning that is important. Whether you get, wherever you learn it from, if you learn the subject, then you are knowledgeable in that subject. If I learn engineering, it doesn't, it doesn't matter where I, which university I learned it from, I learned engineering. It similarly, it doesn't matter which university of religion we come from, if we have understood the subject, which is to understand God and to love Him, we have passed with flying colors. But if I profess this religion or that religion or whatever religion, but if I don't come to the point of loving God, if I don't come to the point of understanding God and to love Him, whatever I did is a useless thing, failure. This religion or that religion. So the problem is not with this religion or that religion. The problem is with me, whether I am following properly or not. And whether I am coming to the actual point of... Now, if I am studying in a university, I should get the degree, right? If I don't get the degree, what is the use of my university education, right? So, similarly, if I am following some religion, I should have the result of that. 
what is that understanding god and to love him and this understanding of god and loving god has symptoms and we can see from the symptoms whether he has achieved the perfection of his religious practice or not etavan sankhya yogabhyam pad swadharma parinishthaya janmalabha parapumsam ante narayana smriti so one must come to the point of narayana smriti always or the always thinking of god that can only happen with love only when you love someone can you always think of him hmm whatever you are doing you will think of that person if you love that person so that is only achieved love for krishna and the thinking of krishna can be only achieved if um we are we are in love with krishna so to develop that so what are the symptoms of a person who has achieved such a state of mind such a state of existence and arjuna asked those questions in bhagavad gita because it doesn't matter which school you come from do you have the symptoms of a learned person or not do you know your subject matter now an engineer may come from this university or that university but we would want to test we want to see <clears throat> if he knows what engineering is all about or not does he know the subject it doesn't matter whether he comes from harvard or some village or whatever does he know his subject or a doctor for that matter anybody that is what needs to be tested the symptom ha huh. so the symptoms are there <clears throat> a person who loves god will love all the children of god as well and he wouldn't harm anyone so if he is harming someone that means he hasn't achieved the affection for god so in this way no religion is bad but the followers if they follow then it's okay but if they don't follow most of the time in this kali yuga nobody follows that's the problem they twist the meaning of scriptures even in our own uh, vedic scriptures they are twisting so much every religion system this is going on and they're screwing out their own meaning like in christianity there is uh, thou shall not kill but they changed it oh they can this is only referring to the human being animals have no soul this is their interpretation so we can't interpret uh, <coughs> whatever it is our vedic religion our sanatan dharma um <coughs> in fact every other religion has its origin here and this is the uh, summum bonum of all religions and especially the, in this kali yuga the chanting of the holy names is the ultimate religious principle and if you see every religion whether hinduism or you know uh, christianity or islam or whatever there is the chanting of the name of god even in buddhist they chant you know uh, what is that uh, they have buddham saranam gachami and all this they have you know om mani padme hum you know here also they chant so these are all mantras to they are the chanting buddha's name <coughs> but buddha is an incarnation of krishna indirectly they are worshiping krishna so either way every religion will you know this chanting is there like in the in the islam there is you know you have to do your prayers you have to chant the prayers five times a day and actually it's more than that in 64 times a day but it has been minimum uh, legislated as five times a day and then even ours is kirtaniya sadahari satatam kirtayanto maam and even christianity is thou art in heaven hallowed be thy name from dawn to dusk that means oh you who are in heaven god let your name be glorified from morning to evening all our waking hours may may our waking hours be spent chanting your name 
so this sankirtan is to be found everywhere so that essence we have to we have to take and that has to be highlighted not fight over the differences but um, unite in the common factor that is binding all these religions you know together so like that we can expand this hari krishna movement this sankirtan movement everywhere world over it's a universal religion hmm. <clears throat> now there may be differences in some scriptures here and there they are not um that important the most important is that every religion says that you have to surrender to god that we have to take and we have to when we are preaching also uh, unnecessary arguments if we are just fighting over not necessary things or this and that this and that we can always you know there will be unnecessary fights and unnecessary but if we unite on these principles that are common among all these religions and actually understand the goal of all religious practice yes then there is unity that is possible hmm. virendra in iskon movement they give sanyas diksha can you elaborate regarding that i've already got, i mean this this i've already read that purport by bhakti siddhant saraswata that is elaboration for this okay what is this kaviyaraso pungavanam hari krishna prabhu some of guru in iskon are preaching that shri prabhupada is dead and they are trying to prabhupada place so why they are like that and explain it prabhu i mean if they want to disobey the order of the spiritual master i mean that's their funeral if we have to progress in our spiritual life then we have to follow the order of the spiritual master then otherwise it's just a waste of time so why do we even discuss about them let us discuss about what we have to do hmm <laughs> actually here in the cc adilila 12th chapter 10th verse he says the order of the spiritual master is the active principle in spiritual life anyone who disobeys the order of the spiritual master immediately becomes useless the next verse he says there is no need to name those who are useless i have mentioned them only to distinguish them from the useful devotees you see there is useful devotees there are useless devotees also <laughs> so there is no need to name those who are useless so we don't need to talk about them hmm so paddy is mixed with straw at first and one must fan it to separate the paddy from the straw so paddy we, we throw and straw we keep i mean so straw we throw paddy we keep <laughs> so similarly we don't be we not we not concerned with the um, um, straw we concerned with the paddy so such uh, same thing if somebody is disobeying the order of the spiritual master hare krishna let them do what they want we will follow and of course if they are cheating innocent people when we will expose them and then we will show what is the real thing but we don't need to meditate on them because what happens then is they are faulty and by meditating on the faulty people we also imbibe the faults because whatever we meditate on we imbibe the qualities of that thing 
so why meditate on faulty people why meditate on their faults let's meditate on the good examples like uh, shri prabhupad how he was obedient to the uh, order of his spiritual master and how you know the great devotees mentioned in the shastras you know like bhagavatam chaitanya charitamrita uh, follow their examples so let us focus on that and become nice devotees criticizing those who are not following the order of the spiritual master may be necessary at times to distinguish the right from the wrong but mostly we should be focused on the right and i think we have spent sufficient time if you if you follow the ritvik uh, webinar webinars the series of five videos that i did i elaborately shown what was the core problem and why these disobediences happen um you know these things and so if you understand that we will understand anyway since you asked this question that you know you said this thing that they think that prabhupada is dead then namartya buddhya suyeta that is complete offensive mentality so one will be heading for hell you know if if he is thinking like that that's all i can say there are 7:15:26 in shrimad bhagavatam um what is that 11:321 of shrimad bhagavatam all these verses they point to the same thing that we cannot consider the spiritual master and even that verse from padma puran gurushu naramathir so all these things point to the same thing that yasseva narakisa you will go to hell if you think like that so what can what else do we want to know mm-hmm. so next question virendra do sanyasi follow many rules and regulations there are different sanyasis such as vaishnav sanyasi mayavadi sanyasi i think we have covered that at length in this in this session i'll go to the next verse very true some people says that now prabhupad is no more even if you want to know prabhupad you have to understand him through us and you are bound to accept the order given by gbc as it is the ultimate managing authority which shri prabhupad has instituted yeah and the first is ultimate managing authority manage what manage the execution of the instruction of shri prabhupad gbc is supposed to manage the execution of the instructions of shri prabhupad it's not supposed to relinquish the instruction of prabhupad and manage some nonsense okay so first of all that has to be understood and the first resolution of the gbc in 1975 is resolution 1 is that gbc's sole purpose is to carry out the instructions so kindly given by his divine grace ac bhaktivedanta swami prabhupad and nothing else so first that has to be intact and after that yes that instruction carrying out the instruction uh, that is what has to be managed not that it manages and whatever it manages you that is that is correct now no the order where is the order managing the what managing their own speculations managing their own concoctions managing their own cheating what is the use of managing and cheating and what is the what is the benefit we will uh, that we will get if we follow such an so called authority if i follow something religiously and that something is not religiously following the order of spiritual master then i am religiously following the religion so <laughs> so that is i am and that means i am following a wrong thing come on it tantamounts to i am following irreligion so therefore first of all gbc has to follow the instruction of shri prabhupada and institute the ritvik system of initiations 
until then is uh, doing nonsense because they cannot show any instruction of shri prabhupad that this 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 person has is going to be the successor of prabhupad whereas we can show where shri prabhupad said that after my departure follow the sritvik system and is written down still they don't want to follow and they want to speculate no no he meant this he meant that hmm so king indra came in the form of gautam muni to seduce ahalya he was cursed to have 1000 marks not marks vaginas later on became eyes mm sage gautam was cheated by indra yes um what else all right thank you very much i think that's the end of the session thank you all very very much and we will see you on saturday with the chaitanya charitamrita class all right thank you very much bhagavad gita ki jai shila prabhupad ki jai anantakoti vaishnav vrind ki jai nithai gaur premanand hari hari bol hare krishna